Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Rumpus Room. I'm Lorelai. I'm Violet. And today we're covering Akatar. Wow. I what? Mean, can what? We, we don't even need to say anything else. Yeah. We could leave right now. We could turn it off. <laughs> Akatar. And podcast over. Thanks for listening. Bye. Um, so many things. So much to cover. So I also kind of wanted to make a joke about how Violet came upon reading. Actually, both of the stories of how we read Actar are hilarious. I'm gonna start with mine because it's a bit. It's a bet. Oh yeah. Uh huh. I forgot about that. So basically, a couple years back, I think this was. It was two summers ago, so not the past summer. Summer. Summer 2020. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. I. So I was in the library. They didn't have the book that I had wanted, and I don't remember what it was. But I was there, and I was in the young adult section, and I saw Akatar. And I don't know where the information got muddled, but I thought Akatar was a mystery. Like a contemporary thriller. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> a contemporary thriller. Yeah, I thought it was a contemporary thriller. Obviously, it was not. And I, I like picked it up and I brought it home and I like read the back and I was like, oh wait, that's not this. So I wasn't confused for too long, but I was like, mm-hmm. whatever. I didn't get much else, so like, let's just give it a try. Right. Also, like everybody was talking about how good it was. I think this was like kind of there was an era before it got canceled, mm-hmm. and this was that. So I was like, oh, everyone's talking about how good it is. So I, I mean, I have to try. Um, I was a bit appalled. <laughs> so I obviously it wasn't a thriller. And I still to this day have no fucking clue like where it got mixed. This is like when I got, I went to Barnes & Noble and I got Daughter of a Pirate King. Mm-hmm. And I... The reason I bought it, I was convinced. I was like, this is enemies to lovers sapphic. Like, I genuinely thought with my whole heart, it's like, I feel like I saw one TikTok that was like, oh, only one bed, enemies to lovers, pirates. And I was like, okay. And then somewhere along the way, I was like, this is sapphic. And then it was straight and horrible. Like, I books can be straight and good. Don't get me wrong. But that was not one of them. Yeah, um, nor was Akatar. It, um, I did also read the majority of the series. I got, like, halfway through Wings, Wings of Ruin. Oh! And I, I was like, that. I am done. I can't do this anymore. Um, also, by the way, this is probably just gonna cover the first book. First book and second book? I think yeah. we could go over a bit. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need. So, okay. How I started reading Akatar? <laughs> so, a couple weeks ago. I don't remember how this started. But we made a bet with ourselves of who could make less dirty jokes in, like, like four days. It wasn't even that long. And we decided, we're like, okay, we have to make a punishment for the other if they mess up or if they lose. But we tied both with six points. <laughs> um, six offenses. Twelve in total. <laughs> Over, like, four days. So, for Lorelai, I said that they have to listen to only the Glee cast for a week. <laughs> That was Which I'm not going to say you followed it, although it did influence your dreams. Oh, it did. Um, and she said to me, I have to read Akatar. So <laughs> since we tied, we both followed our punishments, and I read Akatar book one. Yep. And I was like, eh. 
I finished it quick. Yeah. I didn't linger. I think book two is where it kind of kicks up. Oh, really? Yes. I So, what I read, I read fully book one in, like, paperback format from the library. And I less than legally acquired... <laughs> um, acqu- I would say that normally, please don't pirate books, but in this situation where Sarah J. Mass is extremely problematic and I don't want to give money to her, it becomes a bit of a... Yeah, and also I didn't want to go to the library and get it, which is usually what I do with books, because I really just skimmed it. Like, I I skipped multiple chapters. I was really just going for chapter 55, and I don't know if it lived up to expectations, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) But I guess we should just get into it. We beat around the bush. We beat around the bush. We have a special guest this episode as well. We do, but he's going to come out later. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll be interviewing him. Oh, she'll just be gone. You know, whatever. I... I got some other things to attend to. Yeah, here. I've got to take a massive shit <laughs> in Violet's bathroom. Yep. Um, and it's going to take a while. It's going to be like, okay, my school, bit of a sidetrack. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we'll mute that out belief um so my school your um, old school my old school the old school that i went to like the very last couple of days of school someone i can't even somebody took a mass a, a massive shit and it was so big that it clogged the and we had to close school for like three days and it was like the tail end of school or should i say the the butt end of school um and it was because somebody just took a massive shit and the pipes got clogged and they had i guess the pipes burst or something (laughs) the reason we had three days off was they had to clean that reminds me of in the new season of Sex Education. When, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He puts he shits and it doesn't flush and he puts it in a sock and throws it out the window. Ah. You know who would do that? I gotta pull us back, Raina said. You yeah. know who would do that? Bryson. I think when he shits, it is so massive that it would even have pipes. He breaks the toilet because it's so heavy. <laughs> he just says it shatters. <laughs> oh god, we made that funny joke. <coughs> Where to even begin with Ask So I'm gonna do a bit of a summary because something I realized that I left out last episode was a summary. So like you can listen to this even if you don't know of Akatar, whatever. Um so basically Akatar is a fantasy book and it gave me tuberculosis. Um so it pretty much follows this quirky gal. Her name is Feyre. And this starts my first problem with the book. The main like magical creatures in the book are called Fey, and the main character's name is Feyre, spelled F E Y R E. And I didn't know the F E Y was making like a Fey sound. I thought it was making like a or like a Feyre. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know the R-E was Ra. I thought mm-hmm. it was, like, Fae-Ri. Like, a Fae and then Ra. Like, that didn't make sense. So I was like, what the fuck? I don't understand. So, <laughs> um, that didn't make sense. 
but she's a little gal. She lives in the woods, kind of in poverty. She's poor. Yes. She's and illiterate. <laughs> now, I'm going to preface this. I do not condone making fun of people who can't read. In Feyre's case, I'm going to make a little bit of an exception. <laughs> normally, I feel like in books, which is normally what we talk about, mm-hmm. it is because of dyslexia, which right. is an it's actual thing. She's just... Feyre does not have dyslexia. And she grew up rich. She was rich for like yeah. eight years. She had the best education. I guess it's more of a plot hole. Because yeah. like, you would think that she would have gotten... Right. Or was it just her dad being sexist? I don't remember. He was like, women can't read. Yeah. Um, but she lives with her dad and her sisters. Her mom is dead. Of course. Of course. Of course at least one parent is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, her, her two sisters, Nessa and Elaine. Nessa just has a stick up her ass all the time. Um, and I think the reason I sympathize and love her the most is because she hates everyone in this book, and so do I. There's not a single likable character in this. Yep. And I think maybe the fact that she hates everyone is reflecting. And that's why I sympathize. Because, like, I understand. I also don't like these people. Why do but, they have such fantasy names? For Aren't they supposed to be, like, normal people? Wouldn't you expect that of, like, the Fae? I don't fucking know. Like, why wouldn't they be, like, Elizabeth? <clears throat> it's or, fantasy. I guess. This is Game of Thrones, but... So, Feyre is the sole provider of her family, and she has to go out and hunt to get some food. And she's out there hunting, you know, with her bow and arrow, and she sees this massive, like, I think it's a wolf? It is a wolf. Yeah. Um, I read this, like, two years ago, probably. My memory is foggy. Well, you're remembering quite well. I don't get... Obviously, I've never been rich than poor. I'm pretty middle class. Yeah. But I feel like if my family suddenly became very impoverished, mm-hmm. that we're, like, hunting for food in the woods... Yeah. I would be just be a bitch. Like, I would do something to help. Like, <gasps> I guess... Yeah, I think that Nesta... And they've had years to accept this. Yes, Nesta, it never made sense to me. Because I also read the novella about her. And nowhere in it does she seem as selfish as she is, like, in the first book. Where she's just like, I hate, like, I don't want to provide for my family. Because the most of the novella is spent her being like, I just wish there was more I could do for my family. So, like, and she was like, I've always been like this. I've always cared about my family. No, you didn't. <laughs> She's like, Farrah, go provide for us. Go, go get me some yeah. new boots. Yeah. But Farrah's out there. She's a wolf. It's massive. And a thought crosses through her mind. She's like, what if it's a fae? And in this world, fays are kind of scary to the people. They're like, ugh. Yeah, they don't like them. Um, as they scare them a bit. So she's like, what if it's a fae? What if I kill it and they get mad at me? She's like, you know what? It's fine. I'm hungry. I need food. So she kills it, drags it back to the house, and they're like, that's a big one, Feyre. You, you <laughs> caught a big one. She, she holds it up like those guys. <laughs> With the fish? Yeah. She's like, guys, look. That's how she got Tamlin. That's you saw her profile picture. With He's this. Like, I'm swiping right. <laughs> With a deer, and he was like, Is that my dead brother? <laughs> what is this a match? I don't even think it was a brother. I don't know. No, he was just sending, not to like move forward in the plot, yeah. but he was just sending those them out yeah. just to die. Mm-hmm. So he can get some. 
tampon loser. <laughs> He's so, like, I need to break my curse. I'm blonde and I'm emo. <laughs> That's a pretty bad deal, though. Blonde and emo? Come on, you gotta be one or the other. Because you can't even really dye your hair you black. He's immortal. It would fall out. <laughs> I'm blonde and emo. <laughs> so, um... Obviously, it was a Faye, of course. Um, and Feyre is like, Ugh. um, and they they're like, "You're coming with us," and she's like, "No, get in the trunk." In the trunk. <laughs> so she maybe Feyre is smelly. Maybe I think she is smelly. She smells. She's. I mean, she's poor. She. <laughs> she doesn't do not have... condone classism. <laughs> she doesn't have a shower. That's true. That she does describe. In the book that I just skimmed, she's like, I hadn't bathed in three days. Which, like, maybe that's just a bathing habit of her own. She's like Jake Gyllenhaal. I gotta say, I feel like I've gone three days quite often. Yeah, but that was, I feel like when you were, you would come to me during walks at, like, during quarantine, and you'd be like, oh, I haven't showered in, like, five days. But that was quarantine. I did not say that. (laughs) Yes, you did. Not five days. But I mean, just in general. I think you did say five days. So I, did. I was like, you smelly hoe. Well, I never smell. That's not true. But not usually. But that's not important. I'm not Feyre. No, you're not. But they, she, they take her to, like, the Fey world. And she's like, this is horrible. This sucks. And they get there and she's in this massive mansion. Um, We meet Tampon, who is the love interest in this book. And Tampon's like, yo, dog, you're staying here. You can do whatever you want. Just don't go out at night. <laughs> um, and that's kind of it, I think. Just don't go out at night. Yeah. I think that's kind of the only thing. And I she's don't like, remember. Yeah, she's like, this is sus. And she's really stubborn. But he's like, we're going to take care of your family. They're not going to starve. So let's back up. You're in a mansion. You, Your sole concern, which is reasonable, is that your family is not going to survive without you. Mm-hmm. Because your sisters cannot work to save their lives. Um, so you're like, okay, my family's gonna die. And you're like, okay, well, we're gonna, they're, we'll take care of them. Like, it's fine. It, okay. And your only rule is that you can't leave, I guess, like, you'd want to see your family. You get homesick, <laughs> even though all of them kind of suck. Yeah. Um, even her dad. Feyre, loser. Um... <laughs> They're like, you gotta stay here. And basically the rest of the book is sexual tension with Tampon. Mm-hmm. For like a good chunk of it, that's just all that happens. Yeah. And then we find out she is a painter. Yes. I have I have thoughts. Oh, so yeah. she's a painter and she paints she doesn't paint pictures, I don't think. No. Like she doesn't paint on a canvas or paper. Mm-hmm. She paints just on the wall, on the floor, and on the table. <laughs> Which, I don't know how I feel about that, but that's what she does. And I, I mean, like, you're an artiste yourself. Yeah, I was just priming my canvas today, which I built mm-hmm. in art class. That was very Damn. cool. But I think she's the type of gal that makes those neon ombre sunset paintings with, like, a silhouette of a couple <gasps> by a tree. I think when she's like, I had to paint Tamlin, his emo-ness just sparks an inspiration in my yeah. heart. I think she's painting one of those. I don't think she's very good. I have nothing. I do have actually. I do have things against those paintings. I think they're stupid and they're uncreative. But if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. I think like here's the thing. 
there are a lot of people, even, like, in the Akatar fandom, who are like, Feyre sucks at painting. And I think it's hilarious. Because she says it herself, and I think when SJM wrote that, she was like, oh, you know, I'm making her quirky. Like, she doesn't think she's any good. But, like, no one else in the book, throughout the whole series, or most of what I read, ever says she's good. No, they're never like, Feyre, these are so beautiful. No. Everyone's just like, uh, thanks for, yeah, thanks for uh, painting me, I I guess. I think this is what she paints. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think maybe we'll make a TikTok about this later. So, like, give you guys a visual of what we're imagining. I think the slightly wonky anatomy on this, and perspective, not to be a critic, but really ties it together. Also, like, the crayon, the melted crayons. The melted crayons, yes. I don't, where it's a silhouette of a girl with an umbrella, and we there's... had one of those in my bathroom for a long really? time. Really? With your gay rights shower curtain? <laughs> no, that was just another bathroom. Um, <laughs> it's the one downstairs. But we had it up there for so long. Yeah, we had a we had one of those paintings in our bathroom. It was like a crayon, cr- melted crayons and like an umbrella. And it looks like it was made from a cup. That's what Feyre paints. 100%. I, you know, actually, you haven't been on the internet recently. No. But, you know, I don't know if you've seen those memes about Drake. No, no, I don't think so. Let's see if I can find it. Is it Drake? Yeah, it must be Drake. Okay, Is it me... the one where he's like... No. It's where they're making him into, like, a very cheesy cartoon character. I'm sure one will pop up on my For You page. Give me just a second. Or my Insta. Okay. Drake the, ki- Drake the type of whippersnapper to uncover a mystery and be like, Uh, guys, you might want to see this. And it just is like memes. Drake the type of fella that put his hands on his hips when he's yelling at someone. I don't really understand, but okay. Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> Drake the type of dude that says hooray when he's happy. <laughs> Let me see. So what is your point here? <laughs> I wanted to- I have some for Feyre. Um, Feyre's the type of gal- who orders a cream frappuccino from Starbucks. <laughs> no, she's got one of those, like, pink drinks. I'm I'm sticking... I, I have no slander to cream frappuccinos. I feel like Feyre... I had more, but I can't remember them. So when they come to me... I'll, I'll tell them. Um, oh, wait, I got one. Feyre's the type of gal... To get between two guys fighting and be like, stop, this isn't like you. That is, so, she's totally a pick me girl. So I guess the plot starts to pick up more when, um, so there's this weird ass mating ritual. <laughs> and I'm sure there's stuff that happens in between, but this yeah, is whatever. like what I remember most. It's what pre- most prevalent. Um, and Tampon is like, do not whatsoever. <laughs> go out of this house tonight. And she's like, huh? What? And I feel like that if he had just told her, she wouldn't have left. Mm -hmm. But no, he can't. He cannot tell her. Um, Right, if he was just like, hey, I'm out. I'll be back. She wouldn't have, she was just like, okay. I'm gonna Uh, paint some, a couple kissing by a palm tree. Yeah. (laughs) On the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I painted your floor while you were gone. <laughs> like, literally, 
this is in the second film, <laughs> but she goes to like <laughs> Rice's family's. Oh, we have, I have a country whole joke home. segment, and I want to save it. Okay, and she just paints the whole thing. Yeah, that's horrendous. I would be so mad. <laughs> Basically, she, he's like, "Don't leave the house." She's like, "Okay, I'm not," and she's got both toes crossed, both fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't. So she, of course, she leaves. She leaves her room. I guess he said her room. So she leaves her room. And I don't, I think it might have been to just get a midnight Snickers. I don't know. Um, but he, he's like, you better not be down here when I come down to get my midnight Snickers. And she's down there. And he, okay. So Violet, I don't think is going to get this as much. Oh, damn. But... Just telling jokes for the public and not for me. Yeah. But whenever, if any of you have seen Hereditary, there is a scene towards the end of the movie, no spoilers, but the mom is, like, stuck to the wall. (laughs) That seems like a spoiler. Don't worry about it. Don't ask why. Um, And she's, like, stuck to the wall and she crawls on it. Just normal, like, horror movie thing. That's exactly what I imagined Bond to be doing in the scene. He's like, oh, and he like, he comes. I feel like you're misremembering her. this. He's, oh, when he comes back and she's been at the, yeah. the at the set. Yep. Oh, also she sees she meets Rysan. She's getting like attacked, I think, by yeah. like fairies for some reason. Oh, it's dark. Anyways, um, and then a uh, mysterious man. Shows up and, and she's like, her. he's the most beautiful person I've ever seen. And then she just forgets about him. Bye bye. Uh, so tampon comes up to her and he's like, "Yo, girl," and then he just bites her. He just bites her shoulder. I literally will never get over. It. He just bites her shoulder. He leaves, and she's leave- she leaves. She's like, "Huh? What?" So in the morning, he, like, explains that it was- he had to find a mate for tonight. I don't know what- He was so pissed off, too. He was like, Vera, I was trying to find a mate and you couldn't come because I couldn't pick you as my mate. I had to settle for these other girls. And he's, like, being so dramatic for no reason. Nope. I will get into this more later, but I don't understand the mates in this. You pick them? It's so weird. But do you? I- I know a bit more about it. I'll explain. Oh, you're- you're a- I'm a Avatar mating oh, yeah. expert. I am. Uh, that that whole that whole charade happens. Feyre is not turned off. If anything, she's just more turned on. I can't get over the bite. Like I physically cannot. I cannot like a character that just goes up to this chick, take a chomp, and right. It's not even in a sexy scenario. You know what? Where I would forgive it. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of. When everyone during the Shadow and Bone show thought that the antler was going to be like a necklace mm-hmm. or is going to be like a pendant or something. Mm-hmm. Something very aesthetic. Put it in her fucking collarbone. It like morphed. Into- uh-huh. That's what this kind of reminds me of. I'm not picking up what you're putting down with that, but. Just like, because I feel like SJM was like, this is sexy. Mm-hmm. And right. it's just him biting. Right. Her. It's like, it's not in a sexy scenario. Mm-hmm. It's not with consent. It's nope. Not, it's not. It's not anything. Thrown out the window. He just bit her like a wolf. Like an animal. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that happens. Feyre is just turned on, mega turned on. She's like, this is it. 
This is my mate. So there's a lot of stuff that happens in between. Also, there are monsters in the woods. I don't even That's want to touch on that. It's just a random background plot. I'm sure it makes sense, but I don't care because I'm not invested in like the war plotline of this book. I'm just invested in the gross romance. So yes. I guess there gets to a point where Tampon and Feyre are like, I we're in love and they they do the devil's tango. They do the devil's tango. And then in the morning Oh no, this so Tampon is like, you need to leave and she's like, Why? And then he's just oh, like, yeah. You you need to leave. That's the morning after they do the devils. Yeah. So I think he the whole thing was he like knew that she had to leave before. This is like a last hurrah. <laughs> um but yeah, they, they do the devil's tango, and then he's like, he throws her on a horse, and he's like, bye-bye. spanks that horse on the yeah. ass, and it gallops away. <laughs> so, Feyre goes home, and her parent, her family lives in a mansion. They're, they're doing pretty well. Um, and then, like, a couple days later, she's sad, she's heartbroken of her tampon. Stupid tampon. Yeah. I also love how we have not called him tampon. I think I said Tim Lynn once. No, we're just calling him Tampon. Yeah, his name's Tampon. So, yeah, <laughs> that that happens. And then a neighbor's house burns down. And she's like, oh, why? What happened? And it turns out, um, she remembers that, like, at some party or something or other, she told somebody... Rysand. She told Rysand. She told Girlboss Rysand that, um... Her last name was the one, her neighbor's last name. I don't know why. She she doesn't even really give she a was reason. She's kind of smart. She wanted to be safe. Yes. I, I that could have been her house. Yeah. But that could have been Nesta. That maybe that was the only smart choice she ever made. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing. But that happens. Whatever. <sighs> um, she's like, oh no, they're after me. I gotta find Tampon. So she goes back to the palace. Tampon is not there. A random maid is. One of her old maids that she, like, that took care of her. <laughs> and she's like, they, they they raided the mansion. Tampon's gone. You just have to trust me. You need to go to the court or whatever. And she's like, huh? What? Where? When? And she gets thrown on a horse again. And <laughs> smack that horse's ass. So, at this point in the book, it's very close to the end. And I think most of the time in, like, books like that, you would expect, like, you're getting towards the end, like, there are maybe, like, 120 pages left. Mm -hmm. So, you're you're like, okay, we're wrapping this up. Nope. nope. The plot has just been introduced. Yep. So, that's kind of another big problem I have with the first book, at the very least. It The plot is just introduced, like, as it ends. And Feyre gets to this court. It's, like, underground, too. Yeah. Of course. Um, <laughs> and there's this evil queen there named Amarantha. And she's like, yo, dog, I got your your boy toy. And Tampon's just, like, strung up on a wall or some shit. He's just sitting there, and he doesn't acknowledge her. Yep. Once. Nope. He's just like, whatever. Um, and she's like, yo, dog tampon made a bet with me like years ago because i'm just an evil bitch um, you know what i gotta make an interjection yeah. here 
Um, I think that Rice Sand is right in his feminism, and she did nothing wrong. She I mean, really I, did. I would fuck with Tam, Tamlin, Tampon True. a little bit. I would give him a prophecy. It was the spring court, too, and out of everyone in the spring court, maybe except Lucian, they're all pretty annoying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like they're all pretty annoying, and I, mm-hmm. I would take that chance. Too. Yeah. Also, I, I guess it had to have been provoked, right? Right, right, because so, then in the next book, Tam- Tampon's revealed to be kind of not a good guy. Yeah, so maybe he did something. We yeah. don't know. I mean, I probably would know if I paid any, any attention. attention. <laughs> so I mean, you're giving a very good summary for, like, not having read this. Yeah, I have a good memory when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Feyre just is, Feyre has to complete three trials, and then her and Tampon can live happily ever after. And this is a Beauty and the Beast retelling. I didn't know that going in. I learned it, like, months after reading it. And I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Um, I have some major problems with this being a Beauty yeah. and the Beast retelling. It's like if Belle... Okay, oh, I've just thought of this. It's like if Belle got with the Beast. Yeah. When he turns into the human. Prince Adam. <laughs> of course, in the Disney movie. And then, all of a sudden, she's like, nah, we're not getting married. I'm going with Gaston. That's exactly what it is. It's exactly... Maybe... I think this is something deep-rooted in Sarah J. Mass. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's something with Gaston and her and Rysand. So Gaston was a... Gaston was a, a little gay. <laughs> I mean... No, I was gonna say, Rysand gives off such heterosexual energy. It's like I know. a radiation. You can smell him from here. <laughs> He's not he even has... in this universe. <laughs> and he doesn't have a LeFou. That's... We could use a LeFou character. Every time I told you, uh, I could smell the gay off. That was horrendous. How queerphobic of How me. How queerphobic of you. Um, oh god, that was a time. That was like a couple months ago. That was a time. <laughs> what a time. What a back in the day, you know. Oh, that was just the I bee. think it was this summer. The bees knees, wasn't it? Anyway. So she's got to, can I take it from here? Yeah. So she's got to complete these tasks, or she can solve a riddle. And not to brag, but the second I heard that riddle, that stupid ass riddle, the answer's love. <laughs> Obviously, the answer's love. Of course, it's it like is. the ending of Frozen. Oh, love melts all, heals all, and then on on unfreezes. That's it. But stupid ass Feyre could not figure nope. that out. So she goes through these three tasks. She fights a worm. She does something where like Bryson. Oh, at some point, Rysan, like, forms a connection with her where he can, like, go into her brain. <laughs> I don't know how that works. He slithers in there like a snake. But she has to go to his night court for a week every month. Um, I don't know why. And it's an exchange because he's like, I will oh, he help heals. you. He heals her. And then he, like, drugs her and makes her give She, him- she just goes crazy. She, like, lap dances on him every night and is, like, drugged. Fucked up. So... Anyway, so she does that task. But then the third task, she's like, okay, I just gotta get through this, and then me and Tampon can live happily ever after. Yeah. And Amarantha's like, okay, you have to kill these people. And she brings out (laughs) three people with, like, bags over their heads, fairies. And she has to stab them. And she's like, no, I can't do this. But she's like, okay, I'm saving the whole spring court Mm -hmm. by doing this. So she stabs the first two. Let's just say it's you Mm -hmm. in this situation. I would kill those people. Yeah, but here's the here's oh, the yeah, real I kicker. Just... She stabs the first two, and then she 
Amarantha unveils the last guy and it's tampon. And then all of a sudden she's like, the answer to the riddle is love. Like, you no, couldn't... it's because Rysan goes into her brain. Oh, she didn't even think of it? No. Like, Rysan couldn't have done that before she killed those yeah, two people? Uh-huh. And giving her this guilt where she vomits, like, every two fucking seconds? What even is that? She, like, the first sentence of the second book is like, <laughs> like, what the hell? So she no. figures it out. And then she's like, okay, we're getting married. And then book two, which I don't remember. No, we forgot the, you forgot the big part. So at the end, Amarantha's like, ha ha, loser. And then she just breaks her neck. <laughs> and then you forgot this whole thing. Oh, and yeah. then her neck snaps. And oh, then yeah. I was like, oh no, she like saved the whole spring for her. We gotta help her. So like all the phase, of, like all the top phase turn her into a phase. So she's mega powerful. And I guess that's also kind of why she vomits. But mm-hmm. speaking of bathroom problems, violent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've got a shit. Oh, okay. Well, now it's time to make a little transition, and we're going to welcome our guest. Welcome back, and we're going to be welcoming our guest. <laughs> our guest, Rysans. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> So, I have a couple questions prepared for you, <laughs> Rysand. So, okay, starting with question one. Rysand. <clears throat> what is your go-to Starbucks order? <sighs> Let me think. <laughs> oh, well... Black, black coffee, like my soul and my and my hair. Wow. Um. Okay. Did you side with Harry or Taylor in the divorce? <laughs> Women's rights. So Taylor. Women. <laughs> okay. Okay. Team Edward or Team Jacob? Mm-hmm. Well, as a big fan, <laughs> don't hide from me. <laughs> as a big fan of Twilight, I would say Battle Scars. So, you chose neither, and you choose Jasper? No, Jacob! <laughs> I, I can see the resemblance, honestly. I'm also team Jacob. What is your- this is my last question. <laughs> Who's your favorite Riverdale character? <sighs> well, uh, actually, while I was here, um, I, um, wanted to come clean about something. I actually am Jughead. Really? Do you tell. <coughs> Sorry. What was that? What? <laughs> You've got weird pipes. It sounds like they're breaking under the pressure of something. Like somebody's taking a massive shit. Well, um. I was by the coast of Maine, and, um, I saw Riverdale, and I was like, 
This seems like a good place for some mischief. And since Feyre kicked me out again, I didn't want to sleep on the porch anymore. Sorry, I have a little cold. What's your other question? Uh, I didn't really have any more, but I'll ask you one more. I can tell. Seems like Laura seems to be almost done in the bathroom, so we'll have, <laughs> we'll have her come back in a minute. So I'll ask you one more question. Another Taylor Swift themed mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite song by Taylor Swift? Um, well, since I'm a feminist, I would say better than revenge. And uh, what line really speaks with you from that? She's better known for things that she does on the mattress. Well, I think that's all the time we have today. I hear someone entering. <laughs> oh, hey guys! I'm back. Oh, welcome back. Um, you just sore. You just missed our guest. Oh, damn. Okay. That was such massive shit. My butt hurts. It was so big. Yeah. I violent. I think your bathroom. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't hear him. <laughs> yeah, I did a little bit, but it was so loud over like my shitting. All right. Well, I thought now I'd read some of my um favorite quotes from um a court of mist and fury. Uh, uh. So this this is a long one, but mostly this is about the mating rituals, which I found. Very interesting. Ah. Uh, so, it seems like, they made it seem like Tamlin, he is picking his mate. Yeah. But he didn't. And it seems like it's just kind of a decided thing. Because, like, Rysand... How did Rysand know? But anyway, that's not important. So this is about... This is Rysand about the frenzy. He said carefully, if fearful the wrong word might send us both hurtling for each other before we even got sustenance into our bodies. <laughs> when a couple accepts the mating bond, it's overwhelming. Again, harkening back to the beasts we once were. Probably something about ensuring the female was impregnated. My heart paused at that. Some couples don't leave the house for a week. That's so disturbing to me. I don't think we need that. No. And I am trying to keep my... I'm trying to censor myself as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Because I highly expect my parents to take a little listen at some point. Um, and I don't want to come home from school. And be like, so, Lorelai, that, that podcast of yours, it's, it's funny, you know? We are quite funny. This We're... quote isn't even over. Oh, no. <laughs> but you can say your thing. <sighs> Actually, guys, breaking the fourth wall, that rice and voice hurts so much. <laughs> Um, it's so cartoonish. Yeah, like, I mean, it hurts my head when I hear him <laughs> speak it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, we actually had him in the yeah, studio Yeah, he actually today, came in here. In the studio. In the that studio. That we own. Not my bedroom with a blanket by the door and on a laptop with no microphone. Yeah. But that's a secret that. for another day. And let me finish this quote. My heart caused it that. Some couples don't leave the house for a week. Males get so volatile that it can be dangerous for them to be in public. Anyway, I've seen males of reason and education shatter a room because another male looked too long in their mate's direction too soon after they've been mated. Rysand's been places. Rysand actually was shattered. And in that <laughs> same vein, this is... Just as I laughed at this at lunch, and my friends were like, what are you laughing at? Yeah. So, Cassian snickered. 
Feyre doesn't look too tired. Maybe she could give me a ride. Rice exploded. <laughs> he just blew up like a science fair project. He's like, Feyre didn't look too tired. Maybe she could give me a ride. And then just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Also, I don't expect Violet to get this joke either, but it's like that's at the end of, um, what is it, Ready or Not, when just all the family members. That's basically. That's Roxanne. Let's see, I have another one. I was going to eat him alive. <laughs> I slid my hand up his chest, cannibalism? But he gripped my wrist. When you lick me, oh. he said roughly, Ooh. I want to be alone, far away from everyone. Because when you lick me, Pharaoh, he said, pressing nipping kisses to my jaw, my neck, I'm gonna let myself roar loud enough to bring down a mountain. Oh my god. I think that's... Oh, here's one. Pharaoh quote. I had never had a female friend before. We can tell, Pharaoh. We can tell. Um, wow, that was a lot. I have a bit to say, but it's mainly, like, it's not funny stuff, it's just, like, representation stuff. I SJM just, is sh- shitty. I guess, like... Someday we'll read a book by a not-problematic author. One day. Well, I guess... I guess MS, King, King Bean, yeah. K-Bean, wasn't problematic. No. But we're inadvertently reading work by J.K. Rowling. Um, so... In the previous episode. I guess, like, there's a lot that is... That makes me upset reading... Oh, I have it. a little bit on this. Yeah. I think that, um... So there's a there's one queer character in the entire series. There are no POC characters. That's completely thrown out the window. I think Feyre meets a POC character, and she, like, doesn't... I guess, like, they shift in between how they describe their skin tone. Okay. I don't even remember. I have a little... So... Yeah. I see Feyre of Ryzen, and I see him quite tan. But in yeah. the first book, he's described as pale. Yeah. So, but then, at some point, they get back to the night court, and like, the beginning of the second book, and Fair describes his skin to darken. What? I'm like, what? What does that even mean? I, I didn't <laughs> notice that. That confuses me now. Yeah. Um, what the hell? Also, so yeah, there's one queer character in the entire series. Her name is Moore. She's, like, Bryson's cousin. And she comes out to Feyre in, like, a ten-page-long monologue in which it's just so filled with, like, innuendo. And it reminded me of the scene from Jungle Cruise. (laughs) Um, It's, like, a kid's movie, and there's a gay character, and he doesn't say, like... McGregor. Yep. McGregor. McGregor, Our favorite character. Um, We kind of have a weird inside joke about McGregor. He's just funny. He's a funny guy. It's it's not even a joke. He's just funny. Um, And he just, like, as a way to allude that he is queer, he just says, my interests lie elsewhere. But yeah, she comes out of, like, a ten-page fucking monologue where she's like, you know, I I don't like men, but I, I, I just, I pretend to date them. And it's so confusing, and it I guess it never answers a bunch of world-building questions either. Like, are there queer characters in this world? Is that not, like, frowned upon? Is it even a thing? Because it's never mentioned before. So you'd think if they were homophobic, it would have been mentioned, like, oh. I don't get why you would write a fantasy book and put in homophobia or, like, racism. That doesn't- It doesn't make sense to me unless you're trying to make a point. Right. Like, right. If you're writing a story and you're like, this is about a character that is- Goes through something yes. like racism, uh-huh. and 
you write it in a tasteful way that yep. is but like just put it in to put it in especially if it's a side plot right or like it's not the main thing if it is the main thing and the main part is homophobia or just like like of course that that's fine well because you're trying to make a point but it's if it's just like uh it's just weird like why yeah i guess like i can't put my finger exactly on why i don't like it i just don't like you're making a fantasy world like obviously in the real world there's homophobia there's racism but you don't have to put that in there exactly there's not fairies in the real world yeah also i feel like the vibe i'm getting from this like the illyrians is that how you pronounce it yeah I feel like what Sergio Mouse is trying to do is tackle racism, kind of. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get what she's trying to t- like make us think. Yeah. What her purpose is. It just comes off as strange. It does. It's weird. Also, Sarah J. Mass, so problematic, just in of herself. Um, get on to the back on more. Yeah. The fact that her was she. Her label is? Okay, so this, I'm not going to say this is a reliable source, because I don't even remember where I got this from. Um, Let me see if I can find something. And I don't, I, it's just, basically, there's a source, and I, again, it could have been non-reliable, I don't know. There's not a video of it, so there's not, like, evidence, but it kind of said that basically the gist was, and the scene where more comes out, it's very weird, like, she says, like, oh, I'll take a man to bed, but I don't like it. It's, it's just, it's very convoluted and weird. Um, and there was something that, like, came out that, like, Sarah J. Mass liked the term bisexual more. And again, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if she said this or not, or if this is not a reliable source. But, like, also there have been things that she said that, like, are on record mm-hmm. um, that are arguably worse than this. She... Um, Lee Bardugo, who is a very famous author that we're definitely going to talk about her books, we're huge fans of her, um, came out, I think kind of recently, saying that an author, an author in the community called her a fat cripple, and there was a lot of evidence that it was her. So, like... I can't get past that. You can't... You can criticize Lee's writing. You can. But you cannot be mean to her. Right. My queen. Yeah. I think there are there are some there are some things that I guess there are people that find some of the things that she has done problematic. That mm-hmm. is totally understandable. Right, you can find problematic things in someone's yes. writing without them being a bad person. Exactly, but you cannot body shame somebody and be just ableist to them. Like that is so unacceptable. I don't even think I should explain like why right. you should just know. Like you can't do that, um, guys. Body shaming and being ableist is actually bad. Wow. <laughs> Violet. <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize. Um, what would Rysan say? Rysan would not approve, I don't think. Yeah, but um, it's just... <sighs> so that happened. She... There's also, like, um, I read a bit of the Throne of Blah of ass series she wrote that too i forgot about that yeah i read a bit of the throne of ass series and there is actually there is a poc main character but the huge problem is that she gets killed off i think in the second book oh my god to further drive the white characters plot of course it's like a woman in the fridge situation where um she like dies and the main character's like i i can't get over this 
Somebody's my, someone's running That's a bath. Sand using Rice sand is running a bath. Um, God, sorry for the background noise. Yeah. But um, someday we'll be in a fancy recording studio and getting paid millions to talk shit about Sarah J. Mass. <laughs> yeah, someday. But um, and I think I guess I I'll probably talk about this a lot more because I think it's interesting. But a good a very good parallel between authors is Sarah J. Mass and Lee Bardugo. So Sarah J. Mass wrote Throne of Glass, and obviously there was criticism about the mm-hmm. representation, whatnot. Um, Lee Bardugo wrote the Shadow and Bone trilogy, and there was criticism about the representation. I guess there was a bit less towards Shadow and Bone, because mm-hmm. at the time, just having all white characters who are also all straight. Was I, Alina straight? I forget that Alina isn't canonically lesbian. Like, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> of course there's LGBTQ rep in Shadow and Bone. Have we forgotten the main character? But I just forget that it's, it's that not she's she's canonically straight. Yeah, I mean like, and not that really. Mal is a, a non-binary lesbian. I but that's a compliment. Actually, Lee told me herself. Yeah, that, she that is whispered true. in our ear and was like, <laughs> yeah. they're both lesbians. Yep. Mm-hmm. You heard it here, folks. Yep. You know that happened. Um, and so. Wrote Shadow and Bone trilogy, and people were like, okay, you need more POC and queer representation. They said the same thing to Sarah J. Mass. Lee Bardugo went on to write Six of Crows, which does have what I, I guess, I'm not going to speak on whether the POC representation is good because I'm white. I can't say that. But the queer representation is very good. I enjoyed it. You can't see, but I love love Wesper. Wesper and Nina. Love it. Greatest character possibly ever written. And I say that yeah. Nina isn't even in the top three of my crime uh-huh. rankings, but she is the greatest character ever written. Yeah. I think. Even <laughs> from just an outsider's perspective, it's obviously, there's a lot more representation. Yeah. Sarah J. Mass went on to write Akaton, <laughs> which arguably is worse. Yeah. Um, even in the writing, it's right. worse. Like, you can see from Shadow and Bone to Six of Crimes. There's so much It's like insane. It's like a different author yeah and i could talk for hours about this so i'm not even gonna get into it and i we're not talking about six of crows so i'm not gonna do any more on that but Mm -hmm. like it just really shows there are two types of people in this world yeah um and i also leave our new appreciation yeah always so those were our thoughts on akatar we had a special guest he answered some questions that i feel like that special guest is traumatizing for my voice but it felt like I was like being possessed and I was still here. So weird. And like there was a a dark haired man with violet eyes. I'm uncomfortable every time my name is used in that book. It's like <laughs> it's like they're calling out you. Violet. Thanks for listening. Thanks for bearing through the growls. Bearing through the growls, just like Pharaoh. Yep. Every night. <laughs> and every day. Ah. <laughs> they get enough all the time they really do oh my god what are you doing this weekend oh still on. Ooh, ooh. i am going to see so actually it's a bit of a rough story um my parents got divorced harry styles and taylor swift um a couple years back long time ago and i went with um taylor because she smells good and she bakes good cookies and harry smells like beans and i didn't want to go with him um, you know he eats bees on toast, like, for every breakfast. <laughs> I just know it. You know he does. You look at his face. That's, a that's what he makes. That's what he made me when I, like, stay with him. Yeah. So when you I bring have, your little backpack. Yeah. I, so I have to go to see my, with my oh, court, oh, yeah. court allotted hours to see him in New York. 
Um, in concert! In concert, because I don't want to be in his house, so I'm just going <laughs> to take those hours. Um, hope he spends a long time talking to the fans or something. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to walk Cornelia Street again. I'm going to walk it again. Rip to Taylor. I'm different. Crazy. Yeah. You know, we've been to New York before, together. We did not walk Cornelia Street. We didn't walk. We weren't even Swifties. That was the time where we weren't Swifties, and I don't know what was wrong with us. We were just a sick, sick Yeah, people. but I've got to go see Harry. I'm a little nervous because I feel like he's just going to attack me. <laughs> like, he's going to jump off the stage and just... I think that's what's going to happen. Most people are like, when I go to a Harry Styles concert, I shave my whole body just in case he notices me and takes me backstage and takes my virginity. <laughs> I am bringing a bulletproof back in case he comes and he just jumps off the stage and gets you from the nosebleeds. <laughs> yep, that's where I'll be. And he's going to see me, he's going to lock eyes, and he's going to like, Cuckoo! <laughs> and then he's going to jump, and it's specifically going to be at the end of Cherry. Mm-hmm. When, when he's making all those noises. When he's screaming and hooing and yelling. Um, and it's just going to blend in, and it's going to be like a paranormal event. Um, and nobody else really sees it. They're all like, Harry just kind of disappeared for a second. As he's like strangling (laughs) Why is he mad at me? (laughs) It's because I don't see him out as much. Um, But yeah, so that's what's happening. I will give a full recount of what happens. Um, I'm also a little scared because I'm going with my mom. And I saw a video on YouTube of him talking. Of like, it was the concert and he was like, it tastes like. And everyone's screaming, pussy. And I am terrified. I'm Will going you be to... part of the screaming, pussy screaming masses? Well, my mom said she was going to bring headphones, <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> and that's, well, I can't out myself. I can't let him know I'm there. I've got to wear, like, a hoodie or something. <laughs> Don't want to see you. <laughs> oh, God, I'm scared. All right, well, that was Akatar. That was Akatar. Remember, tune in every week, every Sunday. Every Sunday. And we'll be there. In a rumpus room near you. Yep. And when this airs, I will be... You'll be... In the aftermath. Yeah. You'll be shaking and crying and throwing up. (laughs) And over and and out. out.